Got nine minutes to maximize your travel and casino experience? Welcome to ZorkCast, powered by Travel Zork, helping you travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures. From airline miles and hotel points to living in the lap of luxury in a Las Vegas casino, you'll find all the knowledge you need to travel in style, brought to you in nine minutes or less. Now, please welcome the host of ZorkCast, Michael Mason Traeger. Hello, this is Michael, and welcome back to ZorkCast. Once again, I have Eric here. He is a casino loyalty expert and will also be one of the speakers at ZorkFest in December in Atlantic City. He also loves talking about casino loyalty systems. In the prior episode, we finished off talking about Empire Casino and the Icon Bar at the Empire Casino in London. We're going to continue that conversation, specifically talking about the casino area. So when you leave Icon Bar, you go down, you go down an elevator to the main level, and then you enter the main Caesars Empire Casino. And they have a total rewards desk, which is never very busy, but always slightly confused. (laughs) Would you say that's about a weird way to describe it? They're consistent. They're multinationally consistent. Their their booth blinks are consistent. Yes. And of course, I didn't have my total rewards card with us because I hadn't planned to necessarily... I knew we were going to go to Hippodrome to play dice. I hadn't necessarily planned to go to that casino. So I wanted to get my player's card so that I could get our total rewards discounts on drinks and things. And, or did I, I actually, did I even bother? I don't know. Did, did, did I go? I went to get the card first before we went to first. Icon. Yep. That's right. We went to yep. card first. And of course they do, a, they basically do a match, which isn't a publicized match. And I think it might be initiated by a host, but basically Caesar's diamond in the USA matches to Caesars UK Platinum, seven stars matches to Diamond, and nothing matches to seven stars in the UK. And they have a scheme with Platinum and Diamond and seven stars in the UK because there aren't unlimited complimentary beverages, though we'll get to that because I thought that was the case, but maybe that's not the case in casinos in the UK, uh, specifically Caesars casinos, but you get a, you get a stipend, a daily stipend, which is about seven, eight pounds. So let's call it from an American's perspective. It's like when you, if you have a platinum card and you go to a Caesars casino, you get 10 bucks worth of drinks per day. I think that's pretty fair. And so I wanted to get my platinum card, but of course they were at, believe it or not, (laughs) the total rewards desk and Eric still can't believe this. And I can't either. They were, they had gold cards and seven star cards, but they were out of platinum and diamond cards, right? Caesar's entertainment across all boundaries. It's the same thing. Yeah, they had absolutely no diamond. They had no platinum. You were issued a gold card and the disdain on your face when she handed it to you. It, it was quite comical. Was yeah, quite- no, no. I thought it was really good. And remember, these are not, they are slightly different than the regular Caesars Entertainment cards in the in the USA. And they basically say Caesar total rewards with a little UK. 
And they've been they've been changing some things at Caesars UK with the total rewards cards, and they're now officially RFID. Mm-hmm. So they don't need to be swiped; they just can be held over an RFID scanner. And for a few weeks, when they switched off to RFID, they decided it would be very James Bond to not put your player's card number or your name on the card and just give you a card that was blank that would be red. Now they're not doing that anymore and I actually question them about it which uh, makes total sense because it's way bizarre to have a players club card where no information is printed on the card and of course if you figure like for a husband and wife that kind of confusion or having players cards it's really sort of weird having a card with no number on it. So on the off chance I have four or five different cards in my pocket, how do I know which one is which? You don't. Uh, that's it. Or, or, you, or you can use a Sharpie. Ah, uh, Sharpie. <laughs> that's it. And that's actually what they did when they were having confusion last time at one of the bars and doing it, and they actually wrote my number on the back with a Sharpie. I Classic. have that card, too. Yeah, we'll see that later. Anyway, we're going to get to Empire Casino. So we went in. Also, really crowded Saturday night. It's roulette heaven. They also have a pretty active, regular main-level Baccarat area. They had how many? They had a couple tiles games. And then we did find a Pygout Poker, right? No. No. No, I couldn't find Pygout Poker. Pygout Tiles. Uh, they had about four tables. Yeah, so it was busy. Lots of roulette. Lots of roulette terminals. They also happen to have a great... Sports bar called the Carlsberg Sports Bar. It's probably one of the best places in London to watch American football. They pretty much so broadcast all the games. There's lots of comfy seats, lots of monitors, and lots of people not even paying attention to any of the games. <laughs> but, <laughs> the Europeans didn't care, but we had the ALCS, we had college football. It was it was a good time. Yeah, yeah, good good stuff. So right off there, there is a high limit room, which they they really want to make sure that they know it's really posh. So you cannot enter the room without showing your total rewards card. Mm. Remember, that was a bit. Yeah, you can't. So you can't even go to check it out. You've got to have a card or they'll say you have to be a member, which is because British casinos uh, years ago were all membership clubs and you had to get approved for membership. I believe historically it took about 24 hours and you have to remember this is when you only, you had casinos in London, you had a few other European casinos like in Monte Carlo and other places like in France and then you had Las Vegas Atlantic City eventually and the Caribbean. So casinos were more rare so they could get away with this private club thing where you would have to show ID and then come back 24 hours later. It's not like that anymore. They don't even, you you can basically just walk into the casinos. They do have a lot of security out front and they do have, and they are pulling people aside to check some IDs. You only have to be 18 to enter the casino. So it's not a real huge thing of them stopping people, but to get into this high limit room, you have to show your total rewards card, which we did. And we entered the room and I think it's a spectacular space. Beautiful room. Yeah, really. Service was great. Variety of games was really, really good. And yeah. Comfy seats. Comfy seats, absolutely. Very white. <laughs> you know, what I would think of, it actually reminds me a little bit of Wind Palace, but like a lot of the white leather chairs. Yeah. Really, and it's, a, it's sort of a cool room. And then all the way in the back, they have a little dining area. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to have a little private dinner, they have a couple dining tables. As soon as you sit down at a table, we checked out a couple tables, just do an overview of the room. Uh, they had, they had blackjack, 
you know, with, I, I believe, really good rules. I didn't catch all of the rules on the blackjack, but it's a Stan, 20. Stanislav 17. Okay. Yeah, I'm a European, though, so, you know, you don't know the whole court. Yeah, and 25, the blackjack tables were 25 pound to 5,000 pound. Single zero roulette, they have a couple of Baccarat tables. One was very full, very animated, and very reserved. <laughs> and uh, then there was another Baccarat table, which was not open yet. They also have a lovely bar in the back, like a real, like, normal, beautiful-looking bar. But, of course, nobody's really in this room. The only people there were the couple of players at the Baccarat table, and they do meal service at the tables. So they bring a little table over, and you can also order food, and they set your beverage, beverages down. And I have some good pictures of this, too. And it's it's just a really nice, comfortable environment. So they didn't have the other Baccarat table open, but they have a bunch of floaters, sort of like floater dealers yeah, and supervisors, yeah. and they sort of open what they need to open. So they had a, they had one gentleman sitting at the blackjack table. They, I think they had someone at the roulette wheel. The other Baccarat table wasn't open, but there were one or two dealers like available to open whatever they could. They said, it'll be three minutes. Of course, I said, we'll give you 10 minutes. <laughs> and they opened up the Baccarat table. What's very nice is this is very traditional, proper Baccarat. New cards were opened. The cards were washed in front of us on the table by the dealer, hand-washing the table, the cards, shuffling the cards by hand, all manual process, all done in front of you, getting the shoe ready, you know, just for this next hand, which is sort of nice. Right? Yeah, it was a nice process, sure. Yeah, and, uh, and the Baccarat table... What's most interesting about it is it's a minimum bet of 25 pounds. So just just think of it almost like a minimum bet of $25. But the maximum bet is 50,000. Now, it's 50,000 as a differential. That means that the maximum amount being wagered on one side is $50,000. So... For example, if Eric and I are both playing, that would mean and Eric pushed out a 20,000 pound bet because Eric's sort of that kind of guy every <laughs> once in a while. The most I would and that was on bank, the most I would be able to push out would be 30,000 pounds. So to cut interaction, Michael. I yeah. Apologize. So what's interesting about what they're doing here and I'm not expert on this, but this is often I'm actually thinking of this literally right now. If you have a regular Baccarat table with seven or eight players and you have a $10,000 maximum on that table, so say you have eight players at the table, the Casino's exposed for a maximum of like $80,000 in, right. in wagers. So what they're saying here is we're going to actually give the players a really good opportunity to be able to spread their bets from 25 pounds to 50,000 pounds, but we are not going to risk a run at Baccarat where we have a full table or we have six players and they all jump on that and they're all betting 50,000 pounds. And now we're, now the casino is exposed for 300,000. So if you want to think about, you know, the whole reason that casinos have maximum bets and minimum bets is all having to do with balancing the business and exposure and risk on, on all sides because players sometimes get lucky or have, large bankrolls and things ha happen. So a casino wants an upper limit. That's why they have that's why they have a max bet because they want to limit their exposure. So this is sort of interesting. It is really very 
player friendly, wouldn't you say? Uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, giving you the ability to spread, especially when it was just you and I at the table. You know, e- even though you had to limit your action to thirty thousand because of me, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? And it, and it also is very nice. So they they deal a squeeze game, and a squeeze game is basically a game where you can touch the cards because you are touching the cards. These cards are only used for one shoe. I think Eric, you verified. You asked them what they did on the games downstairs, right? With the yeah, card, yeah, you can't touch downstairs, so that those cards get reused, but. Once a day, I think they said they replaced them. I, I thought it's, it's a, yeah, once a day, right? Yeah, so that was pretty. That was pretty interesting. Dealers are super nice, very cordial, very very professional. They sort of totally know what they're doing, and uh, I would say pretty nice experience with that. Of course, they're very. They're actually they're very nice about the squeeze game with regard to the fact that. If you play Baccarat, everyone starts with two two cards. You have the player hand and banker hand. Say you're on the banker hand and you get two cards and Eric is facing those cards and he lifts up one of his cards and lifts off another and the dealer has the two cards not being faced because that's the other side because there's only one one player or two players playing. And the, and the you could ask the dealer to flip over one card or to look at you know so you can see one card before you face your other card. So I thought that was sort of they were very reasonable about that. They were totally accommodating. Anything anything that we asked, they did. Yeah, and we didn't realize this, but I wanted to you know I finally had my total rewards card printed, and I wanted to get my free seven pound drink. <laughs> and. <laughs> But it turned out the supervisor was like, you guys can drink whatever you want tonight. There's no big deal. Like, just tell us what you want and we'll bring you the cocktails. And I was like, oh, it wasn't like that the last time I was here. That's sort of cool. And they had a really – so uh, Eric got a couple of nice – did you get cappuccinos? I had cappuccinos, yeah. Yeah. And we got sparkling water and I had a nice double of a cognac. So it was pretty good times and really it was like Vegas-style drink service, right? It was great. Did you notice how they called the server over? No. It was really unique. I never, I've never seen this before. They made a kissing sound. It was it was like a and and that was the sound that made the server come over. So anytime your drink was empty and you know the dealer saw that maybe you wanted another drink, they'd make this kissing sound, and that was how they they brought him over. I, first time for me. Oh, I, I did it. Wow, that, yeah, that, that's sort of interesting. Oh, and we got to tell you one of the funniest things. So I'm always into super details, and and I'm like Eric. Have you noticed? And they had electronic score. They have the really fancy electronic scorecard that keeps track of your Baccarat score. I also do it by hand because you've got to do it by hand. <laughs> you've got to write when you're doing Baccarat. It's all about writing and thinking and harnessing the chi and having all of this energy so that you can make it work. I hope people know I'm joking, but that's, but I do like to write and keep score myself, but they had very nice electronic tote board. But if you look really small in the corner, there was a lion. And if you looked at it, it's not even that small. You'd say, wow, it looks like a symbol that I recognize. And under it, what did it say, Eric? It said Venetian Palazzo. So remember now we're at a Caesar's property. Yep. 
And we have a tote board for Baccarat scorecard that says Venetian <laughs> Palazzo on it. So I'm thinking, you know, immediately I'm sort of thinking New Jersey kind of garment center kind of thought. I'm like, they got a good deal on these tote boards. You see, they needed to get electronic tote boards and they were selling off some from Venetian and Palazzo and basically they bought it. But it turned out, so we brought, nobody else had ever real, I don't think anyone has ever noticed it before. They didn't even know that was a different company. Oh, when, when we brought it to the dealer's attention and the supervisor's attention, the fact that a Caesar's property had a Venetian Palazzo tote board, no idea. No idea. They just assumed it was a sister property. Yeah. And that's also the funny thing is that we all, uh, and we're going to have to wrap this up soon because we're going way over nine minutes. So we're having so much fun. You know, how could we wrap it up so soon? But anyway, the interesting thing is it all shows you how you're so dialed into your own world be it Atlantic City or Vegas and the casinos you go to. And, of course, how could you imagine that somebody doesn't know what Venetian Palazzo is, right? Especially in our Vegas world. It's like, mm-hmm. what? Of course you do. So we brought it up, and supposedly one of the supervisors went and checked because they she was sort of curious. And I guess she felt bad, like she wanted to give us an answer why it said this. And she came back, and what did she say? It was like, because it was... The players wanted that background so whatever the the imagery the red imagery was on there apparently sans has some ownership or rights to that background so anybody who wants to play that background they get the venetian palazzo logo and name on it at least that's how it was explained yeah, that was cool. Maybe another background has win on it. Ask for next time to see. But anyway, we're we're basically out of time. There is some other interesting stuff with UK gambling for Baccarat, which includes intriguing tie bets and things like that, because they have a little bit of a different tie bet system. Because you can bet on individual specific ties, like a four four or a three three or a seven seven. But we don't have time for that. But I want to thank you again, Eric. Thanks for having me, Michael. Appreciate it. Great. And we're going to check out one more casino, I think, right? I believe so. I think we're off to the Playboy Club this evening. That's right. So we'll be able to, or at least I'll be able to, report back on that. And that should be interesting. And also, once again, that's another Caesars UK property. So until next time. You've reached the end of your stay with us on this episode, but we encourage you to visit our website for more resources at TravelZork.com and to continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at TravelZork and Facebook.com slash TravelZork. Travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures right here on ZorkCast. Until next time, good luck.